0: Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing
1: women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, and I am here with the fabulous, beautiful, unbelievably talented, fun, exciting Meg (laughs) Wallace. So um, now I'm going to read Meg's bio because it's it's fantastic. And it definitely encompasses the energy and all the goodness that I love about her. And then I'm going to tell you about why I really fucking love her. But anyway, so Meg (laughs) loves to live large. She's determined, passionate, fun-loving, and spontaneous. In 2015, she quit her teaching job of 15 years to pursue her photography passion full-time and created Georgian Bay Boudoir, where she specializes in empowering women by showing them a new side of themselves through boudoir experiences. Okay. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. And I'm very excited to chat a little bit more about that journey. But I wanted just to mention about that first time you and I hopped on a random call. So, (laughs) you know, we met, you know, we meet in a a brilliant networking group. So shout out to uh, the busy minded business mamas. Is that, did I get that right? Anyway, uh, (laughs) I I will, I will tag them. They are great. And I'm really excited that, you know, we were like, okay, let's, let's have a coffee chat. So didn't know you, thought your stuff was super fucking cool, looked at your website. I'm like, damn, this girl knows what she's doing. And it's powerful and it's sexy and brilliant. And just, I loved it. And I'm like, I I, I think I'm going to like this person. <laughs> and um, like minutes, not even, I'm like, oh no, I fucking love this person. And I think by the end of that first call, we're like, okay, I need to talk all the time. And although we, yes. live, we live close-ish, we don't live close enough to just like pop in for coffee. Um, But fortunately, you know, we live close enough that we can road trip and have a good time, uh, which is coming. And I was really excited, moved, inspired by the ease that you have taken on, even though there have been some very significant um, ups and downs and um, situations in your world that not everyone handles the same way. Of course, everybody handles what they are going through in their own way. And um I was really excited to have you here today to talk about your journey, about what worked for you, about what makes sense to you, and um, how you are taking what you have gone through and all of that energy and transmuting it into these beautiful experiences for yourself and for the uh, amazing women. That you serve so, so thank you for being well. Awesome. Thank you. <gasps> after and our, after our first
0: call, I was like, damn, I really like this person. I, I hope we can be friends.
1: <laughs> can we be friends like for real? That would be can really we be cool. friends right now? Yeah, <clears throat> and we still haven't met in person. I know it's coming, and you know, we'll get there. Of course, we were just talking before we hit record that with, um, as a photographer, your world opened up when things started to happen and, um, you're really fucking busy right now. And, mm-hmm. um, I do think that's a testament to, uh, the work that you've been doing now for four years and the, there's been a bit of a shift, I think, um, energetically and with women as a whole, where we're, there's this huge movement to like, fuck everybody else. Me first. I mean, even if just, even if we're just dipping a toe in, um, there's so much more conversation around what it means to be empowered and, you know, no one can empower somebody else that it has to come from within, but now we're finding ourselves in environments that are supporting that growth. And, um, and you are, and what the work that you do is a big part of that um, because it really helps women to, restabilize their foundation and then that translates into all the areas of their life. It's, yes. it's, it's yeah it's so much more than than a photo. Pictures. Right? Like yeah. right. Yeah. It's it's and I was thinking about it because I of course have not had this done, but I'm like, where what would I do with the actual photo? And I'm like, oh fuck, it doesn't matter because it's the process that I think I would fall in love with. It's the experience that I for me would be like what I would ha- happily yeah. pay for. And mm-hmm. then the photo would just be like a representation of the experience in and everything that went along with that. And I'm not sure if that's what your clients are feeling, but I know for me, I'm like, that would jazz me up to know because yeah. I know it is a full experience to work with you and you get like the, the full meal deal, as it were. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so I'm I love that, you know, divine timing. And so your business has been flourishing now for a little while, but now that it's it's almost like the world is opening up and you're here going, yeah, it's about time, ladies. Come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so Meg, tell us, you know, you are here in this space and, and there's a lot going on and you're flourishing, but I recognize that the the path was not all fucking sunshine and rainbows and that um there was decades of learning and growth that have occurred and of course we can't wrap up your entire life in you know less (laughs) than an hour podcast um but let us in on the parts of your journey that you feel were the most significant and and that brought you here today Mm -hmm. all right well
0: um uh, as you mentioned in 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 the intro, I was a teacher for fifteen years, and I had the opportunity to travel around the world doing that, which was incredible and very eye opening and wonderful. um and when uh when I came home, we lived in the Middle East for five years. When I came home, my mom was diagnosed with brain cancer um terminal, and so we knew we were going to lose her and we had we had sixteen months with her, which was was uh <laughs> really rough to be honest. Um, and meanwhile I was working um, as a teacher as I said, and I was I was a pretty miserable sod to be honest. Um, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I was uh, contributing to li- like to the students in a way that I wanted to just because of administration and all these kinds of things. Um, but more so, I didn't have any time to spend with my family because it was a it was a boarding school. And there were all kinds of additional responsibilities and duties that kept me there longer during the day and also on the weekend. So that was really tough um, with with caring for my mom because I would drive to Ottawa every weekend, which is a five hour drive, um, not see my husband or my son, and then return late on Sunday night, uh, repeat, go back to work. Um, So but you know, that's just the history of, of being miserable really with, with my work life. And then my personal life was, was really challenging. Um, and so after my mom passed away, I thought, uh, things are, things are going to get going to get better. And I, I didn't, I didn't feel any happier. Um, I still wasn't seeing my family. was really miserable at work. And, uh, I, I felt the toxicity there, like, like it was inside me too. And I was just like, just like this anger, angry, boiling, unhappy, miserable person. And uh one day in April um, in 2015, I went to my boss and I said, um I'm something needs to, to change for me. Um I had started my photography business at the time, and, and literally that that was giving me happiness. Um, but I need I needed time with my family. Um and the answer was no. Um you know, it's all or nothing here. And I I was like, well, well that fucking sucks. So I have a big decision to make. Um, and that afternoon, um, my son died. My six year old son died in a freak accident um, about a kilometer from our house, not even half a kilometer from our house. And so you're just thrown into this completely <laughs> devastating, unimaginable sense of loss. And yeah, that was six and a half years ago. Um, so uh, here I am now, and there's there's been a lot that had to happen to get there. I got here for if we, you want me to dive into how we got there, but um, that that's sort of my history of of uh, horribleness, I guess so to speak, um, and then uh, the work that had to happen to to get where I am, because I really was in a place about six months after he passed away where where I I was ready to turn in as in like, let's let's exit this realm because I just want to be playing. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so that's the depressing part. Um, but there's lots of beauty in in that in that journey to get me here,
1: really, which I know is what we're here to talk about. So absolutely. And thank you for sharing. And I appreciate your your openness um and your willingness to to walk us through those years that followed. And, um, because it's, I'm sure it's still, it's an ongoing process of saying yes to you and to joy and possibility, um, with everything that had transpired, obviously the, the weight of that that's for some would feel insurmountable. Um, and I know there was would have been sort of layers of that experience, but can you tell us a little bit more about what your process was to return back to you to get to a yeah. place where um, you could move beyond and not saying that the grief disappeared, but move through it yeah and and find some meaning, perhaps,
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely, um. I mean, beyond losing Finn, um there is there was the loss of so i I stopped working. So I wasn't really I wasn't a teacher at that point. I needed time to process. Um, I will always be his mom, but at the time, I'm like, I'm not a mom. I'm not a teacher. who Who the fuck am I? You know, and I've been miserable with who I was anyway. So, um, I just didn't feel like like anything except a big black hole. Um so, at that sort of six-month point where I was definitely suicidal, um, I remember lying in bed one time and I thought, "Well, we always have choices. Um, they they may seem like they all suck, um, but I think I'm I just need I need to make a choice right now. Like, am I going to die or am I going to live?" And so I decided to live, and I'm so grateful. Um, and it, it, but it wasn't like, "Snap! All right, here we go. Like, let's let's live large like we used to." Um, no, it was like, I'm actually going to get out of bed and have a shower. That's, that was like step number one. And I haven't eaten in three days. Um, so I'm going to have some yogurt because that was all I could tolerate. So it, it started off with very small things. Um, uh, my friends, oh my gosh, like what, what would I have done without them? I don't, I honestly don't think I would have made it. So allowing them to help me because I just, I just shot everybody out, um, and and little things like I am going to put my shoes on, and all I have to do is walk to the end of the driveway. That's that's it. Um, but of course, you get to the end of the driveway and, and then you go further. So it was it was very small and incremental. Um, lots of trying to figure out like who who am I now, um, and and what do who do I want to be? Um, and so I I decided after a year of having sort of unpaid leads. Uh, that I for sure was not going back to teaching, and can I, can I take this passion of mine, this photography, and I was photographing weddings and families mostly, can I, um, can I make this a full-time business, um, and everyone was like, you live in a small town, like, like, you're, you're good at what you do, but like, come on, let's, let's be realistic here, <laughs> um, but I, I needed it, I needed that passion, I needed that drive, um, something to, to put energy and focus into. And while I was doing that, I, I also started meditating, um, which, which really helped me a lot. Um, I would meditate every day, um, about an hour in the morning and about an hour at night, um, whenever I felt like it in the middle of the day. And it really, it really grounded me and centered me in a way so that I I could tap into like my inner self um, that I that I'd completely lost for for a long time, even before our son passed away. Um, so meditating, just those tiny baby little steps that that really create the momentum to take another little step, and before you know it, you know I I I've got a flourishing photography business. I I bought a building, uh, renovated it, and then <laughs> Georgia Baby Bar just just kind of I don't know it was like a gift of, of the universe, and it was like this is this is what you're supposed to do, and I was like oh my god yes it is. So there's
1: something I wanted to ask you or talk to you about. So you had mentioned prior to Finn's death that, um, you didn't know who you were, right? Like you started to feel like you were not in the right place. You were a teacher, but what you were doing as a teacher didn't resonate with you as a person. And, um, you know, one of the things that I find is this, almost universal for so many women specifically and i would imagine all humans um is this this sort of social pressure to be the things that we are on the outside and to hold on to those hats titles roles whatever that may be and then that becomes like who we are and yes. so when that leaves or there's the threat of it leaving even if it sucks it's like yeah but fuck if I'm not that then Mm -hmm. then who am I and the those those conversations with ourselves are not something that people are talking about as normal part of the process and in the so to you know compounding your grief experience with the loss would be also the loss of you and um I appreciate that you tapped into meditation as as a grounding practice because I find that one of the the most powerful tools, whether it's meditation or journaling or walking or whatever for something that allows you to go back in and talk to you, is about yes. figuring out you know who is the th- what's the thing that's holding on to all these hats. Right. So there's there's the, the mom hat, the teacher hat, the wife hat, the daughter hat, all of these things, but really it's Meg. Like, who the hell is that? <laughs> who and is she? Yes. The, right. And one of the things that you know, for a lot of people who are feeling stuck or unsure or like life is uncertain in front of them is like, well, I don't know what I would want to do. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what makes me happy. And the when you do that work to 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 figure out like who you are all of a sudden when things show into show up into your life they become either an ye- easy yes or an easy no right yeah. so as you had said so Georgia paper to sort of unfolded in front of you right so following photography I'm just going to keep saying yes to the things that feel good and then here we are in this space of like success, but I think flourishing is a really great word for it because it's, it's not just about like clients or money mm-hmm. or things. It's about you feeling, um, the most you. Yes.
0: Every day. So I, I really was searching for, you know, in the year that I wasn't working, um, I did some, I say work, but like, uh, projects with, with a fitness, a local fitness instructor, Jacqueline, who's a great friend of mine. And she, through her work, also does a lot with, with supporting and encouraging women, um, lifting each other up. And so we had a little video project where it was all free, we invited women in, um, Jacqueline, and Jacqueline did most of the facilitating, but I documented it through uh, videography and we put together a little film. And I was like, yeah, this this feels good, but it's still not quite right. Like, I don't wanna be a videographer. Like. I, I I want to be part of the process of creating change for people in a positive way, and there's a little video on my website um, where like I I'm in the studio now, but I had I had bought it and and I was going to shoot like newborns and and cake smashes and family stuff and some couple stuff, and one of my wedding clients said, um, "Would you shoot boudoir for me?" And I I actually thought boudoir was super weird. I'm like, why would you even want to take your picture in like your underwear like it's kind of fucked honestly <laughs> um, it's very ironic i know um, and so i said of course I'll, I'll do it for you and i you know i i had to look up like posing and and i showed her her photos and she started to cry And my initial reaction was fuck she hates them like i totally <laughs> fucked this up and i and i said like do you not like them because i i think you look absolutely beautiful and she said, Meg, no, like, oh, I get goosebumps when I tell the story. She said, Meg, no, I, I thank you so much. I have never seen myself this way. My fiance always tells me that I'm beautiful and I'll tell him to fuck off because I don't believe him. And here I am. And I totally see it. Thank you so much. And she like hugged me and ran out the door. And I was like, holy shit, this is it. It was like, <laughs> I know that people listening won't see my face, but it was like the universe sent a lightning bolt down and it was like, Meg, you are going to be a good photographer. So people already thought it was crazy um, for buying a, another building in town and becoming like a full-time portrait photographer. And then I was going to ditch all that idea and now be a full-time photograph people in lingerie um which is of course as, as you said it that's not what it is it's 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 much more uh, much much more than that um but that's literally what happened overnight i was like i had this massive epiphany and i felt i felt so good mm-hmm. and it still happens every time i photograph a client i see that transformation and it's a gift for the client of course um and it's a gift for me so it's a beautiful thing
1: Absolutely. In the coaching world, they often say, when you give a breakthrough, you get a breakthrough. So it's Mm. interesting that there's that element of reciprocity. And when I see that manifest to me, that's like, yeah, that's the fucking good stuff. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, as, as a generation, multiple generations have been very much conditioned to give, 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 give um what uh, the nagoski sisters in the book burnout call the human giver syndrome that that is our purpose in life and and those of us who've realized like no it's all about reciprocity right it, that the i'm i'm happy to share and give but not for nothing like not for i want to be part of this process and um, i think that a lot of people you know, there's a, an honor and being of service, but being of service is not selfless. It's very much no. about me, <laughs> right? It's right. very much that you're a part of it and we can't be, doesn't matter what we do. We're here on this planet and are like connecting together. We can't be objective. Even scientists, you can't really be objective because you're here. Like you're, you're witnessing and your witnessing is going through your own sense of self. And then that you're experiencing and like that, that's, it's, It's kind of the why, right? Yeah. Um one of the things that I've that has been coming up more and more is um, and whether it was from the year we had and all the introspection and reflection and a a lot of people maybe having these conversations more is um like what's the fucking point? What's the point of being here as a being on this planet if Mm -hmm. not to enjoy it and to be and to feel like you're a part of it and you're you get to enjoy what it is that you're a part of. Um, It is not to give yourself away and it is not to accumulate. Right. There's uh, that's my opinion. Um, (laughs) Mine too. Okay, cool. Um (laughs) You know,
0: one of my, one of my favorite quotes, um, and it's not verbatim, but it's from the movie Shawshank Redemption, Mm -hmm. um, where one of the characters says like, get busy living or get busy dying. Like, um, and that that's like I said that there was that moment where I was like well i'm I'm on the edge of the cliff mm-hmm. um, am i jumping um or or am I going to make tiny little steps away from this cliff um and then eventually those those tiny little backward steps was me running full tilt away from from that um and so yeah yeah i i believe the meaning of life uh, I am not religious but it is. It is to be happy, and life is a gift. And yes, there will be some massive hardships for every single person in there, but um, we have the we do have the strength and courage to deal with them. Um, we may need help to do that. Um, we will relapse, uh, but I, I I believe that life is beautiful, and if we if we will find what we're looking for. So search for the beauty, search for the magic, create it yourself. And you will always have that then within you and you don't need your identity of being a teacher or your identity of being a mom, because, you know, when, when a child or someone important to you is snatched away, uh, just like that, you realize, like, in an instant, like your whole life flashes kind of in front of you, even though you're, you're, you're not, um, dying. but the impermanence of everything. So. Uh, relationships come and go, finances come and go, people come and go, uh, people go and never come back. So what do we always have? We have us. So let's build ourselves to be the most amazing and incredible and fulfilled and happy beings that we can be because that's what we've got.
1: That's my that's my philosophy. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, <clears throat> recently, I was chatting with a few people about you know, your experience of life your responsibility what happens right what's happening around you you don't control but what you do always have the power to exercise is choice and um many of us and it's socially uh i would say sort of acceptable it seems to be very much the norm um live inside limiting beliefs. And there's a definition of a limiting belief that I really feel I resonate with, which is it's an opinion that you're loyal to that sucks. And and we use that as the the lens, right? Like I can't. Right. Or people can't be trusted or well, let's not install bullshit, but I'm sure we all have some, right? This sort of overarching thing that we then run the rest of our life through. And we see our yeah. life through that particular opinion that we're loyal to that sucks. And what you had shared um, uh, is is what I would call a liber- liberating belief. It's still an opinion that we're loyal to, but it really opens up possibility and yes. allows yes. for more joy. And the other thing I think is fascinating is we as a culture are fucking petrified of joy um and we teach others to be petrified of joy and the other shoe's going to drop this is yeah. true fucking blah 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 so we have to this is it isn't a one and done like okay i now believe that life is this it is something you have to make bring into your awareness and be conscious of and maybe even decide yeah every day so i'm curious about that process for you as you um are sort of you know, if someone was to look in, you kind of arrived, but I recognize mm-hmm. that, that it's still something that you would need to lean into and bring into your awareness every day. So do you continue with meditation? Is there anything else? I know that you're a creative. I'm pretty sure you built a shed a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> yes, <you did. laughs> at old doors, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> um, but tell us a little bit more about how you're staying true to that liberating belief. Right,
0: um, I really do believe it's a decision and a choice and it's it's creating a new habit pattern. So it takes time and it takes work. It's not like, ah, this is my new way of, of believing and thinking, um, but it is absolutely 100% worth every shred of effort. Um, my, my big thing has been, um, so a lot of people, myself included, uh, don't move forward because we're afraid. We talk about all of the things that could happen that are bad. And we don't even look at all the fucking amazing things that could happen as well. Like what the hell is up with that? Okay. So for example, I'm going to quit teaching. I'm going to leave a good salary, a pension uh, with benefits and two months off every year and be a fucking photographer full-time. Right. So I was like, okay, all right. What are all the bad things that could happen? I could go back and, and hate teaching again. Why the hell would I do that? Um, so I started thinking about what are all the positive things you know that could happen. I'm very logical and pragmatic, so I did have a plan B if all things went hell. Um, but but I committed to it, and I would just say, okay, my next step, my next step is to buy a building that's huge. I, am going to have a second mortgage. Uh, I live in a town of 6,000 people. Are they going to support me? (laughs) Um, and then, and then you just, I just decided. So I, whenever I came to that part where I was like, I know I need to make another move and it could be a tiny little move. Like, can I afford to buy a new lens for my camera? Um, that's scary, right? Equipment is expensive. So I would just say, um, what, what's happening here. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm afraid of A, B, C, D, E, and you could a litany of things that could go wrong. Okay, well, let's look at all the amazing things that could happen instead. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty great list. So, if I wasn't afraid, what would I do? I would totally go and do it. So, just remove the fear because it's all bullshit and lies that you're telling yourself. Honestly, I really believe it. Yeah. And so. Once you start that again, as I said, it's it's habit patterns. You're like, okay. I mean, you have to make good decisions, and some of those decisions will be wrong. But the the process of constantly making the decision to move forward mm-hmm. means you're not constantly making the decision to stay stuck. Yes. and you got to make you're going to make mistakes, but but ten great decisions and two mistakes is still
1: better than ten mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. You so, know, you know what's interesting there's a lot of moments in my, in my personal life where I can, I can look back and go, well, I suppose that could be viewed as a mistake, but it was the absolute right decision at the moment. Like the decision wasn't to make a mistake. (laughs) The decision (laughs) was to do this thing that I did. And however, whatever transpired from it, I could never (laughs) have known unless I got here, but I wouldn't know any of this if I hadn't gone, like I haven't, done this in the first place. And so I look at, you know, I too sort of left all this good on paper shit. to so be like, what? what am I? And same thing, although my town's much bigger, I still was like, is there enough people here to, to like support me? I don't know. Like what's, what am I going to do? And then I would be like, I go whole, like just full on into something, spend like weeks and weeks on so creating, building, doing something, and then be like, oh yeah, that's not what I want to do. but I didn't know that until I did it. And so, you know, there's the, there is no failure. There's only learning. It's, I was just going to
0: say, there's no waste in that. Like there's, there's creativity, there's joy, there's process, there's learning. And, and a big thing that I, um, so I have a group of, of women, it's almost 2,400 women from all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And we talk about these kinds of things. Yeah. And say like, yeah, I, I've made mistakes, but I don't, I, I'm actually in a place where I don't beat myself up about them really much anymore. It's like, I do, if I feel like I hurt someone, I'll be like, oh God, Jesus. But if I'm like, fuck, I didn't need to buy that lens. Big whoopie do sell it. You know, son, it's not a big deal. <laughs> right. I, I feel like we make a big deal out of a lot of things that need not be a big deal. And we're very hard on ourselves when there's no, no reason to hard on ourselves. I do think that we are conditioned that way often as mm-hmm. women. And that fucking sucks, but I'm uh, I'm doing everything I can to sort of blow that bullshit out of the
1: water. <laughs> absolutely, and you know, you, you're ab you're it absolutely right. It's they're just habits of thinking and being. It, yes, it, it doesn't mean that that is you, right? It's just your habit. So if you have a okay. habit of believing that you can't make mistakes, so there's uh, fucking I could I talk about this all goddamn day, but there's this whole sort of area of, um, emotions, energy, limiting beliefs that you can get really sort of spiraled in because once you're in it, your inner critic will tell you that this is where you are and this is who you are, and this is what you do. And if you're not sure if that's where you are, the resulting behaviors, um, create disconnection within yourself. So you had said that you had done some meditation, you did some of that, get back to you work, that is the solution to get out of this. The, and the disconnection manifests as perfectionism, people pleasing, leaky boundaries, if there are any ever, um, numbing and the imposter syndrome. So when I say that to a lot of women, they're like, Yeah, I'm a I'm a all five kind of person. Yeah, and definitely, I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's me. That. Yeah. Um, and it really is just a representation of like we're just listening to some shitty opinions, and then we're loyal to them now. And then yeah. the number one way out of that space little spiral of shit is the courage to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to see what's actually happening. And I'm going to look mm-hmm. at what's possible, which is exactly what you described, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, where am I at in this very moment? Oops, sorry, banging on the <laughs> microphone. Um, and what is possible? And now I'm going to yeah. go try that, give that a go and see where that leads, right? So a lot of people think I. it's almost too much and the fear is too big to get out of this place that I'm at, like to never do anything. Right. And to try to be like, if you were to try to get from where you were to where you are today, that might be seem impossible, but all you did was try to get to tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to get to the end of the driveway. Okay. Done that Mm -hmm. check. And now I'm going to go down the road and now I'm going to buy a building and now, right. Yes. There's a vision. There's a desire and I can see myself going somewhere, but that's not the leap it's the tiny little steps that's that's where we get to put our energy um and and there's so much
0: more as well beyond where we think we may want to go (laughs) i right (laughs) i i did not ever you know megwall's photography which was the original brand you know was was you know a very successful wedding and family portrait photographer I When I started that, I wanted to be like a very successful wedding and family portrait photographer. I did not expect that. I didn't even. It wasn't even um, a notion at the time. But as we work towards what we think and and we reroute because you know like you spend three weeks on something that you think is going to be amazing and then like you get two views and you're like, huh? Okay, well I thought that was pretty great. And then so you just you just have to. It's a journey. It's like a river. Um, You can't fight upstream all the time. Like. Yeah. Go into the Anetti, have a think and go, all right, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. Am I happy? Am I, am I doing what I need to do? Is this what I want? And sometimes you just got to go downstream away. ways. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't have to be a fight.
1: No. And I think that, you know, for the many people will talk about being in flow. That's literally what it means to be going with, not going with the flow, but being going downstream, like you just do you and the river will take you. And then you make decisions and rocks will show up. You deal with the rock, you keep moving. Right. Unlike when going upstream to stay with that analogy, it's fucking work, dude. Like hard, Hard. heavy, hard. And so when someone tells me that life has to be hard, I'm like, then you're going the wrong fucking way. Like turn around. Turn around. It life is actually meant to have ease. I don't mean there won't be things to do or that you won't be challenged, or maybe you like chances are you're still gonna get tired. Because you're doing stuff, but there's ease in the process and there's love inside of that and like trust inside of that. I'm visioning like someone just fucking floating down the river, right? That's actually what it's supposed to be like. And people sometimes who don't believe that, who are stuck in opinions that, you know, suck, um, think that we're batshit crazy. So,
0: well. It's unfortunate that our society still sees like, um, making choices for ourselves is selfish, yeah. and selfish has a very negative connotation to it. At least, yeah. in my opinion, to many of the women that I've talked to about it. Um, but I really feel like we need, to, we have to make choices that are for us. Yes, we have to consider other people and how my decision will affect other people. But half the time, people won't even notice. Like, and I, and I will feel better for what I did. Like, I'm not going to respond to that email or that Facebook message at 9:30 at night. Because my time is is more important right now. And it's not, it's not business or whatever it may be, but we will be better people for ourselves and for everyone around us in our circles when we look after ourselves. And that's not being selfish. No,
1: it's interesting. That comes up a lot in my world. And I went like dictionary definition, selfish, selfish is about putting yourself first at the expense of others. Yeah, I don't like that word. And that's yes. not that's not what we're doing. No, we're not I being selfish. at all. It's self first. Self first yeah. doesn't it? It's inclusive, and absolutely, I'm going to give. But I can't if I if I have nothing to give, then what's the fucking point? You don't want what I got mm. if it's empty. Like if yeah. it's crap, if it's tired, and um, the you know I like the cup analogy. Fill your cup first. Yeah. But don't just fill it, And Your job is to just constantly put stuff in that cup. And then everybody on the outside gets to drink from what spills out. Like yeah. we don't it, I don't give it away. It's there for the take for the taking. <laughs> and I know I talk with my hands. Get excited. Like, hey, yeah. I get very <laughs> excited. Um, but like if I just focus my whole life on doing stuff that filled my cup, everybody mm-hmm. around me benefits. Everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And that I think is the, that's the vision I want to hold on to, right. Mm -hmm. That's the liberating belief that I think um, allows us to let go of some of those very confining conditioning uh, elements that we are all just sort of part of. Mm -hmm. Fuck.
0: I think we talked about this maybe in one of our talks, but I don't know, it came up somewhere. Like, what would you want written on your, is it epitaph? Like when you die, (laughs) like on your marker. I'm like, well, first, for me, anyway, I just want to be cremated and scattered everywhere. Beautiful. But
1: if I had one,
0: I, I would want to say Meg Wallace nailed it. Like, <laughs> like just, I didn't sit on the couch wasting my days watching Netflix. There's a time and a place for that, but not every day and not hours and hours in the day. Um, and I don't just mean nailed it as in did all of these things, but like I nailed life. Like I, I found balance, which is something I'm still working on, haven't nailed that yet. Um, you know, I was good to people. I made the world a better place through through my creativity and and what I do. Like, yeah, to me, that's nailing life, being a good person, filling your cup every day, and making the world a better place. I don't I don't I think it's very simple and we we fuck it up by trying to make it complicated.
1: Right? It's not hard. Life life is meant to have ease and Stop making it so fucking hard. Oh, yeah, right. That's a whole other level of conditioning that we've been given that it has to be hard for it to be good. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Bullshit.
0: I really feel like when I, you know, I've I've struggled with my weight all my life. Um, up, down, up, down, hating it, loving it. But but putting conditions on like, well, like I can I can only buy new clothes when I lose 10 pounds, or I'll have the photo shoot when I lose 30 pounds or whatever. Fuck all that shit. Because where where did that come from and so I, I go to okay what's really happening here uh and then why do i feel that way mm-hmm. and a lot of it is conditioning from unfortunately my mother but also society so when you can really stop and think okay what is actually going on here and then why does that bother me and when when we get to the why sometimes you have to ask yourself over and over and over again and then the why will be like oh god jesus oh whoa that's really big <laughs> but then we can then we can say no. I, I don't have to feel bad about my body because my mother did. That was her shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's completely changed how I feel about myself. I wear whatever I want. Sometimes I walk around downtown with no brawn. And if you don't want to look, don't look. I have a shirt that says dildo. And then in a small underneath, it says brewery. It's from Dildo, Newfoundland. It's a legit brewery. And I just love wearing that shirt in town because <laughs> people are like, you know, Ugh. Um, and, but no one will say anything, you know, I, don't, I just like to stir the pot a little bit about that. I like to blow assumptions out of the water and, and make, make people, uh, not, I don't really like to make people feel uncomfortable, but to check, to challenge their own, um, thoughts and processes and judgment. Because I'm really very anti-judgment judgment can, you know, go yeah. fuck off.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being that person on this planet and for inspiring uh, women everywhere. Who wears everywhere. a dildo shirt? Ab- Absolutely. Is- I'm advertising a brewery. <laughs> You're supporting local business or small business. Absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant, right. brilliant. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank uh, Meg, that I, and I not only do I want to talk to you for long periods of time, but I get to talk to you, you know, more and more and hopefully get to see you face to face and love up on you a little bit more what what is it that i mean you so many words of wisdom that you shared and the the last little bits about like fuck all that um (laughs) take that home write that down that's important um but is there anything that you want to share with the listeners something that they can wrap their hands around before Mm. we go today
0: well probably a few things one is that you have, you already have everything that you need,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know everything. Uh, you don't know everything that you need to know, um, but you you have everything that you need. You have the courage, um, you have the passion. It just might be buried, it might be lost, and you just might not believe it. And so, when you when you can believe that you have it, then you can make the steps to make it happen. And and finding that courage is hard people will tell you, no, you can't. Um, That's not possible. Like even that that's stupid and that I'm being irresponsible. And that's, well, these are my decisions to make. Um, And just just keep taking that little step forward. Just always move forward. Make the decision that's that's going to be better for you. And then, and that will become a habit and a pattern. Um, and then every, it becomes easier. It's so fucking hard to start. Like I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I think I tried to kill myself by eating pounds of nibs, like, you know, the monster family bag. I was just like, I don't care. I'll just fucking like until I was sick. And then I would eat more, um, like punishing myself. So you can't just switch out of that into, you know, buying a building and creating a new brand and, and doing what I'm doing. It, It, it was not a walk in the park. Uh, my marriage, you know, we walk to the edge as well. Um, Hard decisions, hard choices, but it does get easier. You just, you just keep making them. It's incredible what you can do.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, my friend, for being here. Thank you everybody for tuning in and listening today. Um, and whether you live anywhere near her tiny little town, you absolutely (laughs) will want to, um, join the amazing group that she offers to empower women every single day. So the link will be in the show notes for that. (sighs) Love you, Meg. Love all of you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.